Friday here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. The Combine is next week. Well, I'll be in Indianapolis on Monday, but we want to talk about how can the Steelers get more draft capital. That involves maybe trading. Who are the top people that they could move? We'll talk about those decisions and other things involving the Combine in, in the upcoming NFL draft here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Jenna Harner, let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show in your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And as I said before, we're joined today by Jenna Harner. She's back here on the show talking all things Steelers with us uh, as always on a Friday. Jenna, you and I will both be heading to Indy together uh, for the well, combo. Well, not together, not together. But you know what I'm saying? We're both we going both to be in Indy. In Indianapolis, yes. yes. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, we'll both be there enjoying the wonderful, the wonderful city there for the start of the NFL Combine next week. Lots to cover there. But yeah. before we do that, I think it's important because I'll have a Monday show that kind of gives some preview looks at what I'm expecting at the Combine. But I thought we could talk about ways the Steelers could improve their draft capital or their draft situation. And there's been a number of, of phone calls into our Locked On Steelers hotline about these types of questions. And again, you can always call 412-223-6644. Leave your name, where you're from, and keep your question under a minute, and you can get your question on the show like these upcoming individuals. Our first con- question comes from Andrew Plains of Pennsylvania asking about one trade target that I think a lot of people might be starting to hear a little bit more in the coming weeks. Here's Andrew. Hey, Chris Carter. This is Andrew from Plains, Pennsylvania again. And this is, considering we have so many needs, I feel like this would be worth doing, especially since he probably doesn't fit in. I personally love Deontay Johnson, but I don't think he will fit in well as a blocker, which obviously our new offensive coordinator likes. Do you think we should trade him out because Pittsburgh develops their wide receivers quite well, and maybe they could even pick up Tyler Boyd in free agency, for all we know. That's a possibility, too. Um, I love the show. Keep doing what you're doing, and let me know what you think. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you to everyone who calls into our show. We, we'll get to a few a few more calls in the show. But Jenna, to his point, Deontay Johnson, when saying he's not a fit for Arthur Smith's scheme, you're talking about running the ball. The Steelers want you know better blockers. You know Deontay Johnson, not one of his strengths. But granted, Deontay Johnson is also a great route runner. He still was was the one wide receiver one for this team last year. He is a playmaker, and he's kind of been he's he's the most expensive player you have on offense uh, on your roster right now because he's owed 15 he has a 15.8 million dollar cap hit right now does it make sense to move on from Deontay Johnson I want to get your thoughts on this I kind of go back and forth a little bit with this because I feel like this has been something that has been rumbling a lot lately and Mm -hmm. just lots of people be like hmm what about Deontay and like uh Andrew as he called in kind of said that's something that is on a lot of people's minds and to me this is something that I think that this does seem realistic. I'm not going to be surprised either way is what I want to start with saying. If the Steelers Mm -hmm. 
find some trade value in him and can find another team that's like, you know, hey, we really want to be able to work something out here. That is a realistic trade to me, just because, again, we know how the Steelers have kind of a keen knack for finding those late late round wide receivers, developing the young guys. I mean, even again, guys like George Pickens and the talent that he had. And yes, he was a second second round pick. Am I? Yeah, second round pick two years ago. uh, George Pickens was a second round pick. Yes, I don't know, but everybody obviously had him as a third round or had him as a first round, and there were Mm -hmm. some of the quote unquote issues. Of course, this to me, if you're gonna make a move, and if you're Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney, the front office, they want to acquire some more draft capital. This is one that does make sense to me, and this is one, especially in a draft class that has a lot of receivers and is deep at receiver. You could find a younger guy. But then I still feel like there are a couple of holes because then George Pickens moves to your number one. Calvin Austin, you want to see him develop a little bit more. I'm still kind of unsure about where they exactly see Calvin Austin just in terms of seeing his full potential because we haven't entirely seen it yet, especially with the offense and the way that it was on. Well, he felt or I felt he was underutilized a season Mm -hmm. ago. And then you can have a rookie come in. But then again, you still have a very young group and one of the, that was one of kind of the criticisms too, at the same time, I feel like I'm like working through my point as I'm explaining both sides of it. To me, I think if the value is there and I think if there's a team that's willing to pay a really solid price and says, Hey, we're going to give you a second round pick for Deontay Johnson. I say, Hey, take that, snatch that right up. But at the same time, I do think as much as there have been a little bit of moments of turmoil with Deontay, he is still a leader on that offense. Yeah. And he is his route running ability is something that, you know, a lot of teams see and see how fantastic it is. So I kind of go back and forth a little bit with this. This one, though, it, I guess I'm saying it makes sense to me if the value is right. Right. The value has to be right. They're not giving them up for like a fourth round pick, but a second or even like a high third would be very interesting for the Steelers. And some people might be sitting there saying, why is anyone giving up anything for Deontay Johnson? Well, Deontay Johnson is still a respected receiver in the league. People might think that he still drops a lot of passes. He only had two drops this last this past season. And I think everyone kind of looks at Deontay Johnson and says, man, imagine him in a good offense with a good quarterback. What could he do for you? And if you don't believe me that other people are thinking about this, just yesterday morning, uh, Thursday morning, I was on a Buffalo uh, radio station, WGR 550, and they one of the questions they asked me is, would the Steelers move on from Deontay Johnson? Would they be willing to trade him? Because he might be a great partner with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And so if the Bills are thinking that, the Chiefs are probably thinking that. Uh, the you know not the Bengals because they're a division rival they'd be out of the picture there but maybe the Chargers they're thinking that because they want to move on from Mike Williams and Deontay Johnson he's a guy that when you look at at, at his career you know he's in a position where he's 28 years old um, you know he'll be he'll, he'll have a chance he'll be 29 I think he'll he'll, he'll be 28 years uh, this season so this is a prime time chance to get him as your veteran receiver if you have a great passing attack that you already believe in and want to buttress it with a great route runner and as you know if you if for some Steelers fans I know there's some Steelers fans that don't like Deontay Johnson I think that he's still one of the best route runners in the NFL and that makes him an asset and if you're the Steelers and you're sitting there and you know hey next after this past season I'm not so sure they can pay Deontay Johnson because they're going to want to pay George Pickens in about a year or two when his rookie deal comes up and paying two wide receivers that kind of money can be a really tough fit for all the things the Steelers are trying to do so that may put the Steelers in position and say, hey, instead of just letting him hit free agency after this year, what if you can get some decent draft capital? And if the Steelers get an extra second or an extra third round pick this upcoming season, that could help them with a lot of the different deep classes that are in this draft class. 
Yeah, no, I completely agree with that because again, that was what I was going to say too. his contract situation with it being up and him being owed a decent chunk of money and something that he's going to want a decent chunk of money for. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a big decision the Steelers have to make. So if you as the Steelers front office can finagle something and say, Hey, you know, we're going to get a, even again, a third or second round, a third to me, a third round pick, a high third round pick. You're like, all right, we'll live with that for sure. I feel like that's really solid value. If you get a second round pick. I mean, it's almost like do do this now. Where do, where do we sign? How yeah. Do yeah. Like, that's a steal. That's a steal that's, for what the Steelers situation would be. And I want to get to other trade possibilities, but one thing to remind everyone is that I think the way that wide receiver rooms are built in the NFL today is that you have one superstar that you pay and then you have other younger guys who you don't pay as much yeah. to kind of work around them. And then when you have to pay, you have make, when you have to pay, pay people and there are multiple people to pay, you make a decision. Who are we going to commit to? Look at the Bengals with their situation right now. They know Jamar Chase is going to need a big payday. So mm-hmm. T Higgins, can they afford to pay him? Maybe they can franchise and tag him for a year, but there's no way they pay both a like five year deal. That's like $20 million a year. Cause mm-hmm. then you're saying, okay, you can only win with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase and T Higgins. The yep. rest of your roster is going to be missing a lot of money. So that's why I think the Steelers might be looking ahead at this situation, and that's why I think the Steelers could be exploring the trade market there. But who other, who else could be in the trade market? We have a couple more calls we want to get to on this show here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Jenna Harner, stick with us. We'll be right back with a lot more. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? If you've ever wondered where, what adventure could be around the next corner, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The, the 2024 Nissan Rogue is the perfect for city drives and great escapes. It's a, it has class-exclusive Google built-in that, that is always updating as an assistant to on-call for you for almost anything. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, which has up room for up to eight passengers, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure by going to shop, shop going to shop at NissanUSA.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. We talked about Deontay Johnson as a trade candidate. Well, here was another trade candidate that someone else asked about. Here's Ryan from Ackworth, Georgia. Hey, Chris. It's Ryan from Ackworth, Georgia. I was was calling to ask about um, the quarterbacks in the middle rounds, like uh, Jordan Travis or Joe Milton or... um, the guy from Tulane. Apologies. That is the wrong Ryan Athworth message. I will get to that, that question from Ryan later. Ryan's question that I meant to, that I think I just mislabeled here because he has two questions. And that's sometimes the problem when people call back back to back times uh, is that they have two questions and sometimes mix them up. But Ryan's question that I wanted to get to was about the potential of trading Cam Hayward. So that's my apologies on, on getting the wrong Ryan question in there. Uh, but the, the potential of trading Cam Hayward 
the the upside if you're looking at it is to say okay what why would the Steelers trade Cam Hayward well he's their second most expensive player as of right now he has a cap hit of 22.4 million dollars and so if you moved moved on from him and Cam Hayward who is up there he'll be 35 this se- this season uh you know if someone wants to get a big times you know d- defensive tackle maybe they 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 pay something for that but I, I just I look at this and I say like man Cam Hayward holds a different kind of value to the Steelers situation. And that value is that he's a captain. He's been a leader. He's been a lifelong Steeler. And he's very much kind of upholding the, you know, the, the flag of like what, it, what the Steelers want to get back to being, you know, he was part of the, uh, you know, the, 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 the early 2010s teams and, you know, grew into the mid 2010s team when they got back to being good and, you know, made a couple runs in, in the AFC playoffs to get to the, to get a little bit deeper. Um, I, I think this, that, that Cam Hayward holds a different kind of value to the Steelers right now. If someone came in calling with a with a really high pick, that's a different story. Like if they were coming in with a second or a first round pick, I, I'd kind of get that. But Hayward, I think his specific value is kind of too much to the Steelers right now. And that I don't think anyone might offer, especially after him having an injury last season, only having like what a couple sacks or, or you know you know last season. I think there might be some people that are more hesitant to give you that price, which is why I think the Steelers should be sticking with the Cam Hayward at this point. Yeah, I think for all those reasons you mentioned, I think there's a lot of intrigue that kind of goes into Cam Hayward's situation. I mean, it feels like he's almost going to have to take a pay cut coming into this season just based on the numbers and based on the Steelers' salary cap situation. But we also know, I mean, there's so much talk about like how Omar is this cap guru and can finagle everything. Like the salary cap in the NFL is real. And if you're listening and don't see, I'm air quoting around the word real because there's always those ways where there's signing bonuses up front and there's this and there's this and there's converting this to, you know, different types of money. There's there's ways around it that the Steelers are very good at finagling those ways. But his presence in the locker room and also his presence on like the younger players. And you just notice it almost every single day at practice where, especially when it's one of those veteran days off for Cam on a Wednesday throughout the week, he's working with Keanu Benton. He's working with DeMarvin Leal. He's working with these young linemen, showing them techniques. As soon as they get out of a drill, pulling them off to the side and saying, hey, no, this is not how you do it. Watch how you do it and works through it with them. He's also somebody, again, I know we talk about this kind of certain times throughout the year, but you go into the locker room after a game, after a win, after a loss, after a tie, because we've had those situations, at least in my tenure covering this team. And Cam Hayward is always the first one that will speak and he will give full accountability. A lot of the times he takes it on his shoulders, but his presence in the locker room is something that is so, it's just, I don't want to say irreplaceable, but it's something the Steelers, like you mentioned, value so much. They value what he does and kind of, again, being that bridge from, what the Steelers of the 2010s were to the Steelers now and having those older voices in the room, I think is a big thing. I also think with his injuries and with the situation, I just don't entirely see a lot of teams coming calling for cam and who knows that might change, but he was, there was talk about, you know, there were reporters at the locker cleanout day asking Cam if he's ready to hang it up, which I didn't think was going to happen, especially with now him winning Walter Payton Man of the Year. Like, that's a very, very, very big deal, and he's going yeah. to want to play for another season at least to be visible in that way. And he just got surgery. And that's the other thing, too. He just, he finally was able to have surgery. Um, and and I think, you know, for him, that's kind of a big, hey, I'm ready to come back. I want to come back. But the groin injury he dealt with this season that he told us and Locker played out was, you know, 
really, really, really tough. And he pushed basically through an entire off season's worth of rehab to come back in eight weeks, six, eight weeks. It was, yeah. something, it was, it was something in that time span. So he, you know, is still kind of getting fully back to the player he was. And also of course, Cam of, you know, six years ago is not the cam of now, but he still just makes such an impact and still can play the game at a decently high level. I just don't think his value trade-wise is going to be something the Steelers are going to look to explore. And again, teams can call, and if there's value, of course, they're going to be like, hey, we'll look here. But this is one where I just don't entirely see that happening. I don't see him in any other uniform but a Steelers uniform this season. In the two years before he got hurt, Cam Hayward had 10 and a half and 10 sacks. So like he still can, can, can do that. I think that if he's healthy, he can still be a presence on the field for the Steelers and defensive line is one of those positions that you can be older. As long as you're, you still have your strength and you're not getting injured often, you can still be a big factor. I asked ask the, the Eagles about Fletcher Cox and how long he's, he's been making plays for them up front. Um, so I, I won't put Cam Hayward into that discussion, but I do look at the Steelers need to, or want to get to, you know, better draft capital. And, you know, that's why I brought up, you know, the, I brought up the Deontay Johnson call because that makes sense. A guy in the last year of his deal, a guy that, you know, you're not sure if you could pay for the long term. that makes sense. And kind of moving on from him and, and Deontay Johnson, whereas he's kind of a leader on the offense is a young offense that, you know, you kind of have other guys that are, that want to, that, are, that want to emerge as leaders there. And so, yeah. There, there, there's signs there that you could do that, but also like in the position where you can find another receiver pretty, you know, in the, in the draft that usually can, can work there. If, if the Steelers moved on from Cam Hayward, they'd also then have to find another defensive lineman because, you know, him, Ogan Joby and, and Keanu Benton, those are kind of the three guys that you're hoping can do well up front this, this, this next year. Yeah. And if you move on from Cam Hayward, who, when he's at his best, he is your best that kind of op- puts a big hole there up front that you're going to have to fill with a considerable move there. And that's a little bit harder to find, I think, than wide receiver. Whereas you could, you could, the Steelers this year could draft a receiver in the third round, like Malachi Corley out of Western Kentucky. He's a guy that I really like. You get a guy like that. And all of a sudden you are, you're, you're bringing another young wide receiver. You have, you have him, you have Austin. Maybe you get a Tyler Boyd because he wouldn't be that expensive in free agency. George Pickens is your clear number one. Then you have four guys that you're looking like, Hey, these are all guys are guys you can throw to that can work into the offense and grow in it. That's something that I think the Steelers could lean on uh, with Deontay Johnson. Whereas, you know, they could get a, a defensive lineman in this draft class. And I think they should try to, because there are some guys out there, though, this defensive tackle class, not as strong as, past years in my opinion um we'll see more of those guys at the combine but jenna i just think a lot more of this adds up to if the steelers want to get draft capital get it with guys who i think will people will pay a lot more for and a 29 year old deontay johnson i think could get you a lot more draft capital than a 35 year old cam hayward right now yeah i completely agree in that way and again just you know what what's the value how is it going to be the biggest value and I, I think other teams as much as cam is so respected across the league i think teams would look a little bit and, and would just have a little bit more pause when it comes to acquiring a veteran in that way and of course he can still do everything that he can and we are not calling him old i always have to preface that because we do not call cam hayward old but he is getting up there just in terms of age in the NFL as itself. But I, I think the value would be more for Johnson, of course. But again, I, you just it seems to me that this just isn't going to be something that actually happens. But if it does, if there are if there are calls on Cam Hayward, I'm sure the Steelers will entertain them. 
Absolutely. I want to talk more about taking advantage of the of the deep classes that are in this draft class and what it could do for what the Steelers are trying to do this this season. We'll get to back to that here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Jenna Harner, stick with us. We'll be right back. But first, I want to remind you, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Sometimes we all need opportunities to get something off our chest, whether it's big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. So it's important to let those things out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life, like a therapist. So today, I want to say how I'm really feeling about something. I don't know about y'all, but I was freaking out yesterday when AT&T went down. Jen and I were joking about this before the show, but I was, I was like, ah, AT&T is down. I have full service with my Wi-Fi calling. And then I stepped outside my house and I was like, oh, this is what it's like to like live in like the 80s or something like that. This yep. is terrible. So <laughs> that freaked me out. And I need to talk to my therapist about that. And the best place to find a therapist is BetterHelp Therapy online but give better help a try if you're thinking about starting therapy because it's done entirely online and it's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10 percent 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash locked on Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter, Jenna Harner, talking all things Steelers here. I, I think this is a, this is a pertinent question. I think this question this question comes from a, a Pittsburgher, Dwayne Johnson, not The Rock, um, uh, but uh, he's uh, he, Dwayne calls him with a question about building around Kenny Pickett or working around Kenny Pickett. And, and whereas this question I think is going in one direction, I want to take it and to kind of bring it back to what we're talking about, what the Steelers are trying to build with their offense and with their whole team here in the draft. Here's Dwayne. Hey, Chris, how you doing? It's Dwayne Johnson. Been a Steelers fan since 60, dang. Well, I'm quite sure I'm 70, 78. Kenny has had his opportunity. It's not the opportunity that we're not giving him. It's how he reacts to what's going on during the play. He looks a little nervous in the pocket. His pocket awareness definitely is not where it should be. I don't care who is blocking Anybody, you can tell when a quarterback has it or he's going to get it or his gradual progression. We've always had the same offensive line. Mason progressed very well. He learned throughout the year, the years he was there. So I think that I'm glad they're going to put the pressure. I really would like them to get either Justin Fields or maybe even Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson on the fly. Or take a, take a uh, shot with one of the uh, drafts, like a third round, like a Pratt or uh, the quarterback from Florida State. Thank you, Chris. Keep doing your thing. Thank you, Dwayne, for your question. As always, you can call 412-223-6644. So as you can hear, Dwayne's kind of feeling the frustration that a lot of Steelers fans have about the quarterback situation. They're like, look, go get trading, go get a Justin Fields, go get a Russell Wilson. But as we've brought up all this week, last week, and I will continue to bring up until I see something otherwise that opens up a door, unless the Steelers are getting one of the getting this quarterback prospect or getting this quarterback trade or whatever without giving up a day one or a day two pick. I just don't see that happening. And if the Steelers are going to, you know, make a path forward, yes, Kenny Pickett was not good at seeing the field last year, but part of that might have been Canada's offense and and where and where he what things was. As I said before, is that Canada's play calls weren't as much the problem as it was the organization to get those play calls to uh, for the players to understand how to execute there. And if Arthur Smith's offense can simplify things for Kenny Pickett. That'd be a good sign. That'd be something they can move forward. But I think that's where the Steelers are looking at. It's like, hey, if you try to take a wild stab at a quarterback that you're not 100% sure about or even 50% sure about uh, being a, a, a surefire thing that works for you in Pittsburgh, 
why not build your team, build your roster to the point where you can win with just stable quarterback play? That's what the Niners did. Brock Purdy wasn't elite all, all season long. He was a game manager. And, and again, that's not a bad thing, but he had a great roster around him that won games for him. And that's where I think this is a draft class where if the Steelers take advantage of it, you got a deep corner class, a deep offensive tackle class, multiple centers you could take, uh, a really good stable group of wide receivers. I think there's multiple safeties and linebackers that, that, that you could be looking at here. You have the chance in this draft to address several positions of need that could really solidify you in those spots so that in the coming years you might have that stable roster where Kenny Pickett or whoever your quarterback is whether it's Mason Tannehill whoever that didn't cost you that much to bring back or put on your roster that they can win and get you the playoffs. we saw it this past year Kenny Pickett you know was Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph were the only quarterbacks that won Steelers won, won games for the Steelers this year and they still made it to the playoffs if you know Mitch Trubisky isn't the quarterback for some of those games maybe they they get a better position in the playoffs Jenna, I just look at this situation, and to me, talking about the trades and getting more draft capital, I think Omar Khan, especially the success that he had last year with Andy Weidel and the draft cuts that they brought in, they're in a position to kind of double up on that and really keep building the Steelers to the point where they're one of those better, more complete rosters in the NFL. Absolutely. And it just seems like when we talked with Art Rooney, both when the print reporters in Pittsburgh, as well as myself and the other TV reporters had our one-on-ones, it seems like the biggest focus for the Steelers this offseason <clears throat> is building through the draft. Because I know fans might not love hearing this, but the most important thing on the Steelers' minds this year is going to be figuring out if Kenny Pickett is it or not. And they are going to, it feels like, put him in every single situation and set him up so he can have the most success. We hear coaches a ton just talk about setting their teams, setting their players up to be in the right positions to have as much success as they can. And I think that that is how the Steelers are going to build this year, where it's going to be, let's build as much as we can through the offensive line, adding on defense, adding, you know, through receivers, things like that to make sure Kenny Pickett is set up for the best situation possible. So they can isolate all the variables and just say, this is Kenny. Is he good? Is he not? Is he our guy? Is he going to succeed as a starting quarterback in the national football league? And so that for me is kind of why I don't really see, I, I see them taking advantage of this deep class in those position areas that we talked about. Again, feels like first round is probably going to be an offensive tackle. Second round, maybe you find your center. There are a lot of set, a couple centers too, that have been talked about that could, that have round one grades and that could go in the first round, which is a little bit unprecedented in that way. But I just think it's going to be for the Steelers building through the trenches, building in areas they know they can. So they lessen the burden on Kenny Pickett or whoever is under center next season so that they can say, hey, we are going to win games in different ways and show that we don't have a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson or a Josh Allen in that way. But we have a very complete roster around us that can still put us in positions to have success, put us in positions to be competitive in the AFC North and competitive in a really, really, really tough AFC. Yeah, abs absolutely. Uh, I just I look at this at the Steelers situation right now and think that there's a lot of different directions they could go. But you have really good chances to get pillar-like players 
at multiple positions that can really, again, establish your roster. Like, for example, we go back to the Niners and what got them to the Super Bowl. It wasn't stellar quarterback play. They had good quarterback play for Brock Purdy. I mean, I'm not knocking him, but they had one of the better offensive lines. They had a really talented defense at several levels. They had several playmakers on offense like Kittle and and Ayuk and and Samuel and McCaffrey and all those guys. And it was that balance of those players across that made them, that gave them one of the better rosters. And like, if, if you guys listen to my locked on NFL show that I do with James, James Rapine before that week he he was calling me crazy for picking the Chiefs and I was like I get you because I love the Niners roster I just believe in what the Chiefs have going right now with with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes but if you want to even contend with the Chiefs and, and teams like that you need to have a more complete roster and the Steelers haven't had a complete roster in a very long time and I mean even in the 2010s the Steelers were a very top heavy roster back then why they were paying Ben Roethlisberger they were paying Le'Veon Bell. They were paying Antonio Brown. They were also paying Cam Hayward at that point in time. And they were and they were, were still on the hook for Ryan Chazier's contract for a little bit after he was injured. So like there were there were a lot of reasons why like the Steelers didn't have depth at this point in this position. When you're not paying a big name quarterback, you have the chance to draft, sign, and get things to get get things aligned so that you have that complete roster. And then if you hit on quarterback at that time, great. But you can also win with steady quarterback play. And we've seen that from teams over the past few years that have been very good there and put them in positions to win. That's what the Steelers are trying to accomplish. And that's why they're not trying to go out and make these wild swings at quarterback, which Jenna, you talked to, to Art Rooney about just a few weeks ago. And, and it's very clear that's not the plan or the route that they want to go down right now. No, it really doesn't seem that way. And I know there's so much talk about, oh, Justin Fields and all that. And I know we've talked about that over the last handful of weeks. But again, it just it doesn't feel like it's going to happen based on what we've heard, based on what we say. And like you mentioned, too, it feels like this is an opportunity for the Steelers to have one of the most balanced rosters they've had in a very, very long time. It's usually it was very much, hey, offense is where all the money is right now it's defense is where all the money is and I think we can get kind of we'll see maybe a little bit more of a closer level of that balance where you're paying a couple stars on both sides of the ball you're having a lot of young guys be able to be role players for you without having to spend the money on them yet based on the contract situation but this to me feels like a a big point in the Steelers franchise and the way that they do things where it does seem like it might be a little bit more balanced based on just again you're not paying your quarterback big money right now you can find other really big gems in good areas that can be those like you said pillars for what the Steelers want to accomplish in the future absolutely and i think that's what they're trying to find in this nfl draft which again we get a closer look at when we'll be at the combine next week in indianapolis we'll be covering from there i'll do one show from pittsburgh that will be your monday show before i make my trek out there and then i, I believe we're supposed to talk with omar khan uh on on monday monday afternoon slash monday evening so we're going to be able to get a chance to hear more of what he's talking about as far as his opening notes heading into the combine he'll speak officially on two on tuesday at the combine and then we start talking to different players who come up to the podium and we get to see just some of the and how deep this class is before the events start and everything gets rolling for uh, the NFL Combine. Jenna, thanks so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let me know I can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, thank you for having me. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram Jenna underscore Harner, uh, and locally WPXI Channel 11, both in Pittsburgh as well as on our app. If you are not in the Pittsburgh viewing market, um, we'll be at the Combine. Like I said, we're going to be talking with Omar Khan. So uh, excited to bring you and the viewers all of that conversation when uh, it happens.
Absolutely. She's Jenna Harner. I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com. Find me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast every Monday through Friday on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Back Monday, getting you ready for the NFL Combine right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.